the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Better Life with Dr. Mary Ann Pinkston. Join Dr. Pinkston today as she teaches you how an integrative approach to health, combining holistic and contemporary medical information, can lead you to The Better Life. And now, here's your host, Dr. Mary Ann Pinkston. I'm here with another DrPBetterLife.com type of morning with Mitch Steven who I am extremely honored to have on my show. <laughs> I, uh, you know, we are in kind of two different markets, like you said a moment ago. This, yeah. is, this is kind of the real estate guy, and I'm the medical girl. Mm-hmm. But you have such an interesting story, and so I wanted to, and you reached out to me, which is awesome. I appreciate that, but wanted to uh, bring you on and have you talk a little bit about your story, because it's very inspiring, inspired me, and I think that there are a lot of people who need to hear what you have to say. So I'm a... Happy to have you on this morning. Welcome in. Well, I'm honored to be here. And, you know, the reason why I reached out was I went on a personal journey to solve some issues and uh, take take on some personal challenges of my own. And I, I posted some of it or little snippets of my progress on Facebook. And I got so many replies asking me questions, you know, how did how did you, how did you do it or how did you how did you do this part or that part or that part? And so many people, and I tried to answer them back personally because I thought, wow, I struck a chord. There must be a lot of people out there struggling with the same things. And I need to take the time out of my day to, to help if I can. So I, I tried to answer everybody back, but it got overwhelming. So I, I, I wrote a book called uh, Enough, all capital letters, exclamation point, mm-hmm. a, a little book. I have it um, digitally available because I'm giving away the digital version. I will put it on Amazon for sale just because it might reach some people that would not, not otherwise see it, but I'm not trying to make any money off of that at all. I'm just trying to answer all the questions that everybody had. And even in the book, I say, and if I didn't answer the question, it's a digital book. So call me and tell me what I didn't answer or what you want to know, and I'll add it to the book. So it's kind right. of an evergreen book. Well, in, in the onset, I, I completely missed a step, though, because I said you're the real estate guy. But what do you do? Well, I, <laughs> What do you not do, maybe, is the right question. <laughs> Mitch Steven has figured out how to buy a house about every four to five days for over two and a half decades. So I've bought about a hundred houses a year in or about San Antonio. Sure. Uh, in the in the quasi flipping space, although I don't really flip my houses, I, I sell them with a thirty year owner financing gotcha. to my buyers who are stuck in the rent the rent role yeah. except for someone who will sell or finance to them. Sure. They're great people that just don't just, fit right. a traditional mortgage. Right, just need a chance and all. Yeah. But you have a podcast and have written some books and done some pretty awesome. That We were talking about how many, over 300,000 downloads a year on your podcast. and Last I saw was like 365,000 uh, downloads a year. Which, you know, when you look like Joe Rogan or somebody, you think, well, that's nothing. But actually, that's in the top five percentile of the world. And I Absolutely. was amazed to figure that out. Absolutely. You know, like, holy cow. Uh, I just recently did my 500th podcast interview. Um, 
you guys right. can at 1000houses.com yes 1000houses.com you can yes. go there and and read about me till you're sick about me. I mean, you, you <laughs> and can... learn a lot, though. Learn a lot about the the market and the you know financial uh, uh, real estate things that you do and all, because it's really very valuable and amazing. I've seen some of them. I love it. So I'm going to try to sit and binge watch one of these days and and maybe uh, become as successful as you. Oh, well, well. <laughs> but in but the flip side of that, I mean, yes, you're a successful you know business person, done very well in your life. But there's kind of a dark side. And that's what I'm hoping that uh, we can reach people with today. Well, so, you know, to do, when you're really high strung, really tightly wound or in your business called uh, type, tri- a. Tri- type A or triple A, <laughs> as, uh, you know, been noted, <laughs> uh, we run it in very high gear and we don't do anything half-ass, right. you know. Right. So, um, you know, if you're going to... S- smoke a cigarette, you're going to smoke the whole pack. If sure. you're going to drink a bottle, you're going to drink the whole bottle. If you're right. going to go buy some houses, you're going to buy a hundred a year. You know, or you, eat, you're going to take you, the whole table. Yeah, so, you're going to yeah. eat. You know, it's like whatever I want. So, But it's not – I like to explain the story because, uh, you know, I started drinking in the seventh grade. We, we live in Texas. And mm-hmm. when, when I was being raised, yes. uh, you know, the teachers, the coaches, the – all the parents came to somebody's place or somebody's sure. ranch to to have a weekend, and there was a keg for the parents and there was a keg for the kids. You right. know what I mean? And, right. and, and and everyone thought, you know, I'm not saying it's right, and I'm not and I'm not criticizing the people or the way it was back then. It's just the way it was. They figured, you know, at least they'll be here because they're right. going to drink somewhere. So right. at least they'll be here. We'll know where they're at. They right. won't be uh, right. out. You know someplace we don't know and getting hurt they'll be right here in our backyard and Absolutely. let's let's have them experience that here so you know if they're going to do it which right. we were going to do it no exactly. matter what no 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 absolutely but and, then it turns into a self-medicating you know event over life i think even you know it's fun to begin with but i think sometimes it turns into kind of a you say you're high strung right we all are yeah got to find some outlet or some way of softening the blow of life and and all and sometimes it turns into a good pattern well, Robert Emmett at uh, Community Bible Church, when he was there, he said something that really hit me kind of hard. He says, you know, our worst vices and habits all start out as fun in the beginning, right. and then they get a little heavier and a little more ominous until one day these these things are not fun at all, and, right. and they're actually being detrimental or can even kill you. So sure. Uh, sure. I said... You know, I had to raise my hand. I always felt like Robert Emmett was speaking right to me every time I walked in that room. <laughs> right. I was like, dang, that guy's been listening on my phone calls. <laughs> uh, so I got to a point where, um, you know, I I had a I, I had a drink in my hand from 4:30. You know, about happy hour, we'd have the business meeting, and then and then it would go on. Uh, till about six or so, and then you're kind of wound up, so you'd hang around and have another couple of drinks and talk to the people there that you knew, and and uh, you'd straggle around, and then you know you'd have a drink on the way home, and then you'd get home, and then you'd have a drink, and you look bed, up, at, it's eleven thirty or twelve o'clock, and you know. I don't know how long that went off, 40 years, you know. And, and I wasn't falling down. I never had a DWI. I never got a divorce. I never lost a job. I, I never got in a fight. I never got PI. I was a highly, highly functional drinker. Yeah. And I was sipping, but, you know, nonetheless. It was uh, a lot, yeah. Yeah, and it became a lifestyle. And it just went on for years and years and years. And you, you don't really realize how many years. It, I mean, the years go fast. Yeah, you, know, you, you look up, it's a decade. Going, right? And then it's two decades. Yeah. 
And I used to have a cigarette or two or three or four during those sessions. Sure. Um, for years, I wouldn't. And I'd go weeks or months without smoking, and I don't know, somewhere in the last 10 years, it turned into, if I have a cig, when I drink, I'm going to have a cigarette, and, and that's going to turn into a whole pack. Sure. And it was every night, and I thought, man, this is going to kill me. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So what was what was the moment? Because I think, you know, when I, I talk to patients, I see people, even for me at one point, eating was, was the way I dealt with, with things in mm-hmm. life. And so when it came down to, uh, you know, trying to, to flip my and change my life around, there was just a, a light bulb moment. Did you have a moment like that? Well, mine was pretty obvious. I, I, I had acid reflux so bad from the nicotine and in the, in the, sure. in, in, in the, the bourbon on the rocks that I like to sip on. Right. That uh, every night about between 2.30 and 3, I had to dump a bucket of bile out of my system. Yeah. And and then everyone I talked to, when they'd see me press it on my chest right. or my throat in, in the afternoon because it was building up, um, they'd say, you know, I know someone who died from that esophageal cancer and that's what caused it. Or, or they knew someone who was going through it right now. And right. apparently it's a very ominous hard way to go from esophageal cancer yes it is and everyone knew somebody and so i was you know people were tapping me on the shoulder you got to get that fixed and then i thought well you could go take prilosec and all this stuff the rest of your life but you're just putting more junk in your body and trying to cover up what you really need to do is stop what you're what's causing it yeah so you know i never had it when i just drank but when i added the pack of cigarettes a day onto it that's when it started getting that's when it started happening so I thought, well, I'll quit the smoking because the smoke is going to kill you anyways. Sure. Too, you know, any dummy can figure out that smoking a pack of cigarettes a day is not any good for you. Right. Um, but it's so hard. It's so hard for people to stop. I mean, uh, God bless her. My mother, uh, I admire very, very much, has tried so many times to quit, and it's just impossible. She's just so, so addicted. She's 80. She's like, uh, to heck with it now. But that is, how do you do something that you did I assume overeating, we talked a little bit about that, but drinking and, you know, smoking and everything just all at once, right? Yeah, you just pretty much. Just laid um, it down, walked away. You know, I, I, all I wanted to do was quit smoking, but I couldn't quit smoking because once I started the drink that day, mm-hmm. my willpower would go out the window. Sure. And, and then by the end of the evening, you had your cigarettes and your drink, and then it's like, you know, 11.30 at night, and it's like, well, give me the chimichanga and the nachos. And, you know, uh, I couldn't quit smoking because the drinking was ruining my willpower. Right. And so I told myself, if you can't quit smoking in 30 days while you're drinking, then you got to quit drinking because this is life or death. First of all, I deemed it as life or death challenge. I looked right in the mirror and said, this is life or death. I'm turning 60. You know, at the time I was 57. I'm, I'm, I'm sneaking up on 60. Probably got 10 good vigorous years left. 12, 13, I don't mean I'm going to die in 10 years. I just mean really tear them up years. Yeah. i still got 10. For quality. You know, yeah, by the time you're 70, you know, you shouldn't want to do all that. You should want to kind of slow down. But, um, and if I don't stop, I'm already on the downhill slope, and I could get the call any day that, you know, you're in serious trouble right now uh, health-wise. And if I do stop, I have a chance. So uh, it took a while, though, because I was very afraid of, who I was without alcohol because I didn't know. Yeah. I never like lived without Like an old shoe, it. like an old sock and shoe you put on every day, right? Yeah, so one day, 
you know, I talked to God a lot about it, too. I was, I was begging God, like, hey, show me how to take this away from me, please. So I was never really alone in this. Uh, I did it by myself. I didn't announce. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't ask anybody. I didn't have a doctor. I didn't have a therapist. I didn't get a patch. I didn't do anything. I just talked to my God, and and and, and one day he, you know, became real apparent. He says, well, I can help you, but you got to take the first step, son. <laughs> so he said, okay. So I'm driving back from a, a little ranch I had in 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 out in uh, West Texas, and and I stopped at this place called Sisterdale to have a drink and smoke a cigarette and decide what day I was going to quit. And me and God walked in there, and me and God walked out, and I decided I picked a day, and on that day I stopped drinking and smoking on the same day. And honestly, I don't know what what happened, but it was hardly... There was hardly any resistance. I mean, the first few days was hard. Right. Uh, as far as I didn't know what to do with my time. Because the thing, I had planned for something to have in my hand. Sure. You know, I was right. going to place a soda Why? water with lemon, and I was going to still have my concoction, and I wanted to put the the, the chili the pepper the, the, the yeah. chili pepper around the rim sure. and, and make my own kind. So I had my ritual. I still had to make a drink. Exactly. You know? right. Still had to stop what I was doing, go make my drink, but it wasn't that drink. And I still had that hand-to-mouth thing going because I'd heard about that. And the mm-hmm. same thing, I didn't replace the cigarettes because I instinctively knew. I never smoked unless I had a drink in my hand. Sure. And I figured if I had the drink in my if I didn't have the drink in my hand, I'd you never want the cigarettes. Right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. That's I didn't right. even crave a cigarette right. one iota without right. the booze. Well, and I want to I want to tell people to be real careful about. I, mean, I have to put this in, in uh, because people don't understand when they just stop alcohol, they can go through delirium tremens. They call it DTs. It can be a fatal, you know, incident. It can be very miserable. So I, you know, that. That uh, when you are a slow drinker like that over time, sometimes you can do that. But I just warn people about that. You know, it's it's good. Get a doctor's help if you need it. You know, there's some people who can. You do I'm not, great. I, uh, yeah. In you know, my in my in my head. description of the book, I C-Y-A. say in the description of my book, I put I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I sure. don't have any yeah. credentials to yeah. say anything. I'm saying yeah. the only thing I have in my corner is I did it. Right. So that's the only thing. But that's what I'm interested in because there are so many people who don't have that. That drive and that gumption, and I think it is that type A personality that we're talking about of just what you know. When you do something, you do it hard. You do it. You do it all the way, and even quitting something like that that is so hard for people to do. You just do it hard. You do it all the way, and so you know. If I can ever help people understand, because I did the same way, losing weight. It was you know, and eating and and eating disorders what I had because not everybody would go to bed and I'd pull out the stuff under my bed and just eat until you know I was blue. And, um, you know, just gain weight, gain weight. And so some, at some point that just had to stop. So I did the same thing you did. I made up my mind, wrapped my head around it, and just stopped and then walked away. So how do people do that? And well, that is I, I, that's a hard question. It wasn't like it happened overnight. I planned sure. it for a long time. I had a plan B. I had a holistic guy that I was going to go to if this failed. Because I had heard that it's not easy. I didn't know if I could do it. I was really questioning my self-discipline and also taking this as a self-discipline challenge. Like, all right, Mr. AAA, you think you're badass. Let's see what you, you know, why don't you beat your biggest demon? Why don't you see, try to beat that guy? And I thought, you know, like, game on. You know, like, I challenged myself. Uh... I can't tell you how much, how important it was to me that, you know, I asked God to be on my team. Sure. Uh, that's me. 
spiritual life and yeah. that yeah it's having a higher power i needed someone to talk to because i didn't tell my I, I didn't want the pressure of anyone looking at me and right. telling me you know and if i failed i didn't want any of that pressure so i went quietly and to your point i had to go back and add in the front in red a warning like because people had called me and one of one of the people that w- watched my walk um went silently to quit and the next day woke up with his left side was numb he called the emergency room he said uh they asked the right questions. They figured out he'd just quit drinking. They said, you have to go get and drink a six-pack right now or get to an emergency room because you're fixing to have a massive heart attack. Mm-hmm. And so I put in there like, please, don't, right. <laughs> yeah, please <laughs> maybe you don't do this the way I did. Maybe I just got lucky or maybe, I don't know, maybe my intake wasn't as much because I, I didn't drink to oblivion. I just sipped constantly. Sure. So, um, so yes, do there beware. Do there, beware. Yes. Um, and so I had a plan B in case I failed because I knew this. It was life or death. So if I failed and couldn't do it myself, then I had to take it to another level. The right. other thing I didn't like was, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong. Again, it's just me. But I don't, how I got to where I'm at in the real estate business is, I understand that what we think is what we believe. Yes. I mean, what we believe is what's going to happen. But the, the way we talk to ourselves is how we become. Yes. I learned that a long time ago. It yes. is probably the one thing you can point to that, you change your self-talk, and you change how you think about yourself and the world around you, and your whole world will change. And so I never understood AA where you would walk in and say, hi, my name's Mitch Steven, and I'm an alcoholic. I mean, why would I ever claim that? Mm-hmm. I decided if I had to go to AA, that when I walked in, I was going to say, hi, my, my name is Mitch Steven, and I'm going to kick alcohol's ass. There you go. That's how I, because I'm not going to claim it. I, sure. But, the, again, if you're an AA and it's working for you, it doesn't matter how you do it. Right. It doesn't matter how you get different, there. Different if you way. need a sponsor, you want a sponsor. Sure. And I would have gotten a sponsor if it didn't. If I didn't make it, I'd have signed up. I'd yeah. get a sponsor. Yeah. You know, Many I would have got a therapist. Stuff. I'd have got a Absolutely. patch. I'd have done whatever I had to do. Sure. But, so, I go to this bar in Sisterdale. To, to ironically have a drink and a cigarette, decide when I'm not going to do it anymore. And then I write this song called Sitting in Sisterdale. Uh, if you ever. You are a songwriter, I've heard. And so, <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, they're playing it on Bernie Radio right now. So, if you want to be my friend, call up Bernie Radio and request Sitting in Sisterdale by there Mitch Steven. Um, and I don't know, I, I started off, my biggest problem was I didn't account for the time. I did not realize that I was spending 30 to 40 hours a week under the influence. And when I wasn't going to do that anymore, what was I going to do with myself? I found myself driving around on Loop 410 in a circle like I don't know what to do. Um, So that was one of my biggest mistakes. It almost caused me to fail because of the boredom. Uh, I didn't realize that. I was spending that That's much time with it. Point. That's an absolutely huge point. You know, does, so my advice to anyone out there is not only it. plan what you're going to have in your hand right. and what you're going to substitute for the hand-to-mouth thing for the cigarette or whatever. I mean, right. I was using, right. you know, a, friend, a couple of friends of mine use cinnamon toothpicks, you know. Yeah, whatever it takes. Whatever yeah, it takes. Yeah. I'm not a real big believer in these vapes because I'm not sure that they're, I'm, they're I haven't not. been convinced that they're safe or not. I don't think no, they are. They're, they're not. It's a huge well, subject, but yeah. Like, like not, I said, so. I'm not a scientist. I'm just using common sense through this whole thing. Exactly. So then I, 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 I end up quitting. Uh, about seven days in, though, I start crying about two times a day. Okay. I'm not a crier. No, I'm raised in a, all my family's jarheads, Marines. 
well, you don't cry about things. You know, football, athletics, and this whole thing. And here I am crying at the dr- I'm having to run out of rooms and run to the bathroom and dip, duck down behind my truck because mm-hmm. I'm about to burst out in tears. Right. So I called my plan B guy and said, hey, I think I know what this is, but I'm crying all the time. He says, you know, let, you know why? And I said, no, I think I, I know it's related to the al- quitting the alcohol, but tell me exactly why. He said, You've been going through this whole world with this cushion around you, mm-hmm. this big pad around mm-hmm. you, and the world's been been the blows are softened. He says now you don't have this cushion around you, and I the world and the world's hitting you really hard, right. and your and your it. body's acclimating to it, and it's having a little bit of trouble, right? You know, and I said okay. He said the good news is it'll go away in ten or fifteen days, and it did. Uh, he said, but most importantly, don't hold it in. Right. Make sure you let it out and right. even spend some time the work. pushing the rest of it out. Do like, work. let it come out right. and don't try to bottle it up because then you'll get yourself right. in some real problems. Exactly. I am talking with Mitch Stephen today, the real estate guru who <laughs> turned his life around and did some great things for his health, which I am really trying to um, get your story out so that people understand there's a way to improve their life and, and make big changes and so there was some prep work that you talked about uh, beforehand, and what was that? Uh, what was that all about? How did you feel that helped well, the, you? The prep works, um, as far as the weight loss was, you know, I didn't have anything to do for all these hours, so I said, well, I was no stranger to the gym in my life in my athletic years, so I thought I'll go back to the gym. I could probably burn some hours in this gym sure. and try to burn some of this energy that I have that I don't know what to do with. So I, I, I checked back into a gym. And boy, was it pathetic! I mean, thirty years of not working. I, I would crawl. I would crawl out of that place after like even just like fifteen or twenty minutes, and it was very painful. But you got started. I went to some place where there wasn't a bunch of muscle-bound guys. I went to some. I went to Specialized Fitness here in San Antonio, run by Alana and Damien Cortez, and, mm-hmm. and and it was really nice because it's a private place, and there's not a bunch of bodybuilders sure. there, and I didn't want to be embarrassed because it was embarrassing, and. Uh, <clears throat> But then I, I learned, you know, the first thing I had to do, if, if I was going to lose any weight, because then, then the idea started, well, why am I not losing weight and I'm working out? And they said, well, you got to change your diet. So I kind of started exploring keto-ish diets, and, and I found that I ate about the same eight things all week long. Right. Just different restaurants. And so I substituted uh, 20 keto meals for the eight that I was sure. having. Sure. And in about 12 days, my mind switched. But 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 really, before I could even expect to lose any weight, I had to get my body in order, the chemistry right. of my body. Right. And I went to a holistic uh, a doctor, MD, and, and we had to get my hormones right. We had Absolutely. to get my balances. They took the blood test. They figured out what I was deficient in, what I needed. Uh, uh, they checked my testosterone levels. No yes. wonder. No wonder a lot of things were off. Is because. I was scraping the bottom of the barrel in sure. testosterone at age 57, which sure. is not unusual at no, all. No, no, it's everybody, really, yes. And I'd so just then. been to my regular doctors, and they said I was fine. And, and then I go to my MD, and he goes, man, we got to get you some testosterone. I says, well, why didn't my regular doctors tell me? And they said, well, you know, the, the AMA says between 200 and 1,200, you're okay. And you're at 230. Right. And 
But he you says you to need be to be around 900 or 12, yes. you know. 900 I'm, to 1,200. People do not no, realize I, 700 I'm triple, is not good. So. I'm triple A, so <laughs> the hell with 900. Like, get me at 1,350. Get me around 1,500. You know, I, I, I want to rest. Let's go. Uh, it's time to get down the road <laughs> oh, here. Oh, bless your heart. But, yeah, but that's it. You're right, and that's my punchline there is that you do. You've got to do the prep work and get your body going and get your vitamins and minerals right, you know, along with your diet and all those things. It does have to stack up and line up. And that's where people, I think, do need a hand, you know, uh, help. A lot and of doctors don't really help, and somebody holistic, more holistic, like you know. Yeah, well, the holistic was, guy was all was great. Of, you know, liked he was a he's a high on a paleo, the paleo diet, yeah. which is not the hunter gatherer diet, which is not so far yeah, from. There's a there's a lot of different types, and each body type is different. So, you but what was cool right. is I had a doctor that I was going to see every six months that was taking my blood and was watching my progress on that weight, was really cheering me on and really telling me, and yeah. then I, I could ask so, him some questions, exactly. and and we just. I just got into it like a typical triple A person, and I lost 55 pounds. Right. So I went from 36-inch waist <laughs> to a 28-inch waist. And I'm wearing the, my high school yeah, jeans. Yeah, and there's Seriously. the cherry on top. So the got rid of alcohol, got rid of tobacco, That's all I wanted. Weight, all I wanted to do was it, so all I wanted to do was quit smoking. <laughs> it led to quitting drinking because I couldn't quit smoking. Then, right. I, then it took me to the gym, and yes. then I started doing some dieting, talking to yes. some people about health, yes. and then I made this whole transaction in over two years. Yeah. I have to introduce, if I haven't seen a person after this transition like right. if i haven't if i was heavy when they last saw me i have to introduce themselves right. Right. Me, me to them because they don't know who i am well you did a fantastic job hence the person that you are and we have run out. The clock is gone. Wow. Is that crazy or what? Which disappoints me greatly because you were a fantastic guest. This is a great story. So you can hear a lot more about it, that's for sure. And I'm going to direct everybody over to drpbetterlife.com where I will have every link possible, including to a free book that you can that he has granted everyone, which I think is a entirely incredibly generous but i will have all those links at drpbetterlife.com mitch thank you very thank much you. it's, it's a pleasure being right. here thanks you've been enjoying the better life with dr marianne pinkston for more information go to drpthebetterlife.com that's drpthebetterlife.com and listen next week for the better life with dr pinkston Are you tired, overweight, can't sleep? Have you lost your normal zest for life or miss your ability to remember? Desire more energy, a better sex life? Don't accept your new normal any longer. Hello, I'm Dr. Marianne Pinkston with Pinkston Medical and Wellness Clinic. At my clinic, I provide a passionate attitude and atmosphere of renewed hope and a refreshing combination of holistic and contemporary medicine. I will redesign your health as a specialist of natural hormone replacement therapy, weight loss, chronic disease management, and health and wellness, taking the term primary care physician to a new level with 21 years of experience and having lost 162 pounds personally dealing with a chronic illness, I can help you attain the better life and redefine your new normal and health. Please join me each Sunday at 4 p.m. for my radio, YouTube, and podcast series, The Better Life with Dr. P. on KLUP 930, The Answer. Find all my series info at drpbetterlife.com or call 210-698-7825 or find me at pinkstonfamilypracticesa.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.